The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophets, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. So you may know that I am an adult convert to the faith, coming from no religious practice at all, so I was a nun before it was cool. But I'm a second convert in the sense. I'm a convert to pilgrimage. That one of the first things I did as a new Catholic was join a group called Crossroads. And I walked across the country from San Francisco to DC, which is how I ended up in this neck of the woods coming from Denver. And so for there, the first experience I had of, of Catholic peers, of community, and of a regular prayer life, but then also this idea of, of slowing down to really absorb reality, to walk through very quiet parts of our country, to see the beauty of our country in a way you just don't get by planes, trains, and automobiles. So that was the, the first kind of taste of pilgrimage. But then the first real one that really impacted me profoundly was the Camino of Santiago. I did this um, approaching diaconate. So a couple months before I was supposed to be ordained a deacon, I went on this pilgrimage to kind of have a gut check to make sure that I wasn't just sliding into ordination. I wasn't just coasting. I wasn't just going along with the flow, but that I felt free, that I wanted to make sure that if I didn't actually feel called, that I could leave, and that I actually wanted to be ordained. And it was on this context of using my Christmas break from seminary on the Camino of Santiago, towards the end, almost to the tomb of St. James in northern Spain, that I stopped by for my second coffee of the day. And I was in this, this coffee bar, and on the television screen, they had these epiphany 
processions that were being uh, broadcast. And they would go from one town after another in Spain, broadcasting these parades, these processions. And then as I was delightfully sipping my coffee, I recognized this is kind of a big deal. Like all over Spain, it's a national holiday on the 6th, the 12th day of Christmas. They would seem to be in competition. In fact, while I didn't quite understand every word they were saying, I could understand they were ranking the processions, and each city was rivaling another to who had the best procession. And then when I got home, I did a little deeper dive of, why is it that nobody ever told me what a big deal Epiphany is? That kind of seems to be in America where, where it's just another Sunday in the church's calendar. Traditionally, in, in the Catholic world, this was the day that Catholics would exchange gifts. And I want to get the hopes up for any kids out there, they might be getting more gifts today. <laughs> but traditionally, they only exchanged three gifts as a family, because Jesus only got three, so why do we think we should be any better than Jesus? So it was pretty somber, but it was this idea of exchange. And so I'd like to kind of just pull on that thread a little bit of pilgrimage and of exchange. So the Magi themselves were on a pilgrimage, which is not ex exclusive to Catholics and to Jewish people. This idea of going outside of our normal routine, of walking to a holy destination, at this, this importance of the destination and the journey. 20 or so parishioners yesterday, we went on a little pilgrimage in honor of Epiphany to the National Shrine in DC, just seven miles uh, across the river. Right, a beautiful just little reminder to pause, to take the first part of the day, to remind ourselves that this, I think, in my opinion, is the best metaphor for our life, that we are on pilgrimage, that we're going somewhere, that we're going somewhere holy to encounter the Lord, and that how we journey in the direction we're going matters. And so today, for Epiphany, is a good reminder of what our entire life should be like. So there are three elements in every Mass that I think are called by design to highlight this. The procession at the very beginning of Mass is a mini pilgrimage. Certainly there are more efficient ways for me to get to the altar. But to walk in procession, God willing, when we begin to build up our community, even after COVID, have more altar servers and candles and incense, and God willing, with our new church, to have a really long main aisle to highlight this. This procession at the beginning of Mass, that the priest in persona Christi Capitis is just like Palm Sunday at every single Mass. That entrance into the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, and why was Jesus going on Palm Sunday? For Calvary. That at the beginning of every Mass, it's this procession to enact this sacrifice, the one sacrifice of Jesus. That was his purpose for entering the holy city. And so here in the sanctuary of the church, we reenact this at every time. So in persona Christi Capitis, in, pers in the person of Christ the head, to affect the one sacrifice of Jesus. So the priesthood of Jesus and the, the victimhood, Jesus is offered upon our altar. Calvary is made present. And then there's another procession. Hopefully again, God willing, after we completely get over COVID, we can bring back the procession of gifts. 
And even within the Roman Rite, this is rather somber. In many parts of the Catholic world today, the procession of gifts, especially in rural elements, it's not just bread and wine that are presented up. It's people's goods, their grains, the animals even are brought up in procession. I know in, in the eastern parts of the Catholic Church, even in, in urban areas, people will present their calendars, their ledgers, their student books, everything to represent their daily life. They're presenting to the Lord at Holy Mass. So we can imagine ourselves in the host, that another beautiful metaphor of all those individual grains of wheat that are crushed together to made one, that we are bringing ourselves to the Lord at Mass. That this is the best gift that he wants and we are presenting ourselves to him at every Mass. To be blessed and sanctified so it can be sent back out. This is how we sanctify the world. To bring the world and all of its cares and concerns here and ask the Lord to touch it with his presence so that it would go back out sanctified. So this holy exchange this procession, this pilgrimage, at the presentation of the gifts. And then the high point of the Mass, not the consecration, although it might seem like that's the most important part that happens of, of my ability to change bread into Jesus, no small thing. But why does the Mass exist? Why did Jesus give us the Mass? For you, so that you might receive him and he might receive you. Another exchange. An exchange that's not fair. <laughs> we get him, and he gets us. I'm sure we've been to other gift exchanges like that, where somebody gives us a very meaningful and thoughtful gift, and we have to go to Walgreens real quick to get something in return. Right? Or uh, a parish or an office party, right? Or a white elephant party, something like this, where we get something really nice, or maybe we give something really nice. And it's not quite equal. Well, at every Mass, the Lord doesn't care what we give him just as long as we give him everything. That he takes great delight in receiving us in everything we have. He knows it's not equal. He knows it's not fair. But he's the one, in one sense, that's calling the shots. He's giving us everything he has, and all he wants is everything we have. So in this procession, as we come up to receive the Lord, we're reminded of this epiphany exchange, that the Magi are coming to do him homage, and they give of themselves to the newborn king, and they receive him in return. So this is a great metaphor of life, pilgrimage and exchange. So as we prepare our hearts, our minds, and our souls to receive the Lord, may we also prepare to give ourselves to him today. May we carry this really important day of the epiphany with us forward to recognize that this is a microcosm of the rest of our life. And through the prayers of the Blessed Virgin Mary, may she help make us more presentable to the Lord. May she help make our gift more pleasing to him through her maternal care and intercession. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.